Hi, everybody. Today, we're talking about shame and how that stands in the way of self-love and appreciation. This is the You Don't Know Me podcast, and I'm Juliana J., your host. And let's dive right into it. So um, I think this is really true. There's all this uh, information out there and encouragement out there for you to love yourself and uh, appreciate yourself and be kind to yourself. But at the same time, uh, how do you do that? How do you get there? What does that mean? What are the ramifications of that? And what do you have to let go to achieve it? Do you have to let go of anything? Um, what dogma do you pick? What? How, how do you get there? How do you start? How do you take the first step? I think a lot of times that journey to self-love stops right at the beginning because we really don't know what the first step is. I, I think that's true with most things that you're trying to work on with either yourself or in the outside world is just that first step. You know, one, there's a procrastination factor of where I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then there's also just this first step anxiety of what is the first step? Do I know what the first step is? Am I doing the right thing? We're so conditioned in society that taking risks are are trying something new or different or going with, you know, your gut, your intuition is uh, not really the first thing we're supposed to be doing. We're so conditioned to be afraid of doing the wrong thing, you know, but everything is a journey which involves doing the right things, doing the wrong things, going down one path and having to turn around, going down a new path. It's really the... Beauty of life lies in these things that we do that are um, taking a bit of a risk, stepping out, you know, maybe maybe having um, going down the wrong path and having to make a U-turn. It's all a learning experience, and that's why we're here, right? So um, one of, I think, the big blocks for people in their self-love journey is the feeling of shame. It might be that you're, you know, worried other people, like say your parents, for example, or siblings or people that are close to you might feel like um, they might not accept you. Or if they knew these true things about you, they would not accept you or would not be open to that type of like conversation or even are even like they're not going to be open. No, I resist. I resist this person you're telling me. I want you to go back to what you were before. That's that's what I accept. And I don't necessarily accept what you're telling me now. And I think this thinking about this, this self-dialogue creates shame like for you know for example what i mean by self dialogue is you might think to yourself well you know i'm really uh i'm you know really just don't believe in this particular dogma that my family has believed in for a very long time and if i was authentic about that people would be upset I can I can't tell this person and that person about it because they will be upset and therefore 
uh, I feel shame because the rest of this group would not think that's appropriate for me to believe, you know, something of that nature. It can be really big. It can be really small. Uh, it can be something like, you know what, I really don't want to have kids or I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Or it can be something big like coming out of the closet or, you know, just embracing your true self, whatever that is, which uh, that that version of yourself might not lie in um, the top 40 viewpoint of what a human being is supposed to be, you know, um, or what religious particular religious beliefs might expect from a human being, you know, you're kind of falling out. And I'm not talking about doing anything that's um, horrendous, bad for people, you know, evil things. I'm not talking about any of that. What I am talking about is just who you are as a human being personally, and the shame that comes with that. Like, uh, there's a lot of shame associated with not climbing the corporate ladder fast enough, not getting a job right out of college, not getting the right job, having to get a job outside of your profession, losing a job, um, not making enough money, not being the best parent, not uh, not being the best uh, son or daughter, not being the best sibling, not being the most the best friend, not being communicative enough, not being there enough, not being present enough. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And, um, you know, even small things like for me, just, you know, I like to do these sort of creative things. And it's really hard to tell people that I do that because which is so weird because I do also have shame about it, you know, like. Well, it's weird that I, you know, make these gigantic installations, light fixtures or whatever, you know, no one else does that. It's kind of weird. I don't necessarily want people to know I do that. I don't want to put that out there because if I put that out there, people will immediately um, judge it. You know, well, you should have done this instead of that. And why did you use that? And I don't like that color and, you know, all these things which in my mind, when I'm thinking about what people may say negatively about what I do, is actually creates some sort of shame at various levels. It's not either I have all this shame or I have no shame at all. There's all this gray in between. And that's where this sort of shame placement where you put it, depending on who you are or what you are, or, you know, it can be something minor something something big like i say and i think that stops us from self love and um self compassion we don't have compassion for ourselves if we feel like we're not measuring up we perceive it as something we're doing wrong or that we are somehow incapable of being something wor worthy of compassion and if we can't find that for ourselves, we create an expectation of others not to find it with us as well. You know, we create a situation where we already feel shame about who we are, what we're doing, uh, and who our core essence is. So we don't share it with anybody, but we put out a vibe 
that we're not worthy of compassion. You know, we're not worthy of this caring. And if we're not worthy of that, perhaps we don't give it to others because we are not getting it ourselves. Perhaps we are upset that we are not getting it ourselves and maybe feel a little bit like, well, if I'm not getting it, why should I give it? But can you really give it when you're feeling so much shame? I think there is some place where you can do that, but it's at such a such a blow to yourself. If you have shame about who you are, but you're giving out all this compassion left and right, because, you know, really you can resonate with people who are going through things because you're silently inside of your being going through the same things, but you aren't making it public, you know? So that does create a lot of compassion. You see a lot, you know, you just have a lot of compassion for everybody going through something. So you're always giving, 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 but you aren't putting yourself out there so others can give give it back. But um, you also aren't allowing yourself to have any of that, even, even within your own head and the dialogue that happens there. So I kind of think when you start this self journey, the first thing is really just figuring out Am I ashamed of anything? What are those things? And you don't have to share them with everybody. I feel like for me, they're right on the surface. I can just like, yes, 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 yes. I know what I feel uh, ashamed of or feel like I don't measure up or didn't accomplish things people were expecting of me. And I'm not doing what people are expecting of me. I'm not looking like people are expecting. I'm not doing all these things that people are expecting. It's that. It's really like we're so rooted in what other people will think. Uh, you know, we're always trying not to. We're always saying, well, I don't care what other people think. But really, I think that's just a human belief system that we do on some level care about what other people think because we are a community oriented species. We're not loners per se. Even an introvert likes to have friends and people around, you know, so it's in our nature to try and fit into a tribe or a, a group of people or whatever it is. And, um, and that shame really prevents us from stepping all the way in. There's a whole host of other things that step that keep us from stepping all the way in, but let's just address shame here. So um, one of the things I think that we can do to work through that for ourselves. And this is kind of um, a little bit of a painful process because you have to be real with yourself. But I think in really starting that, that dialogue of being real with yourself, you have the opportunity there to really make the changes that you want in life for yourself. So starting a list, you know, what what are the things I feel that people wouldn't accept. What are some things about me that I think are a little out of the, you know, out of the lanes, a little different that some people might have a challenge with? Um, and then do I harbor any shame about that? Not within myself. You know, I can lit literally there's things within who I am as a human being that I feel uh, that I 
am not shameful. I don't feel shame. Like I'm not disgusted in myself for these things. But when I think about it in the context of what would so-and-so or so-and-so or the general public think, or, you know, um, that's where the shame is, you know, in some of these things. Some, some of it is your internal, like, I don't like that I have that about myself. And we can work on in future episodes what you would do with that. You know, these are things about yourself that, you know, it's it's the whole list. What are you feel personal shame about maybe if you do and what do and why? You know, why do I feel the shame is do I feel it because, you know, um, the dogma I grew up in condemns it or doesn't like it or thinks it's, you know, a bad thing or whatnot. And I'm not um, dissing any kind of religion or anything like that. I'm just saying that when you are trying to live your life with a certain dogma and there's parts of your life that don't fall into that, that can bring shame. And then, you know, what things do you feel like? I'm not, I don't feel like this is a bad thing about me at all, but I feel... I feel like the outside world would not accept me if they knew, you know. Um, so uh, I'll um, give you one thing about me that has always garnered a lot of that for the outside world. So, um, you know, I'm not completely only attracted to the opposite sex. It could be really anyone. I just see there's some people that are really just so attractive that don't fall into cis male category. But I, I don't I wouldn't say it's a another specific category. It would just be anyone with that. I feel like, wow, their soul is so beautiful or or their personality is so beautiful. And um very few people know that about me. I would say maybe one or two, because the shame of that, you know, what would people think? What would people think if they knew I'm not, you know, heterosexual? I'm not a cis heterosexual. I'm not, you know, playing by that rule. I don't even really identify with being female all the time, you know? Um, what would people think of that? That's I never thought of it as shame within myself. I just thought, well, you know, I'm, I love everyone, you know, but um, I always went down the path of being what was expected of me. Like I, I can't get any serious in any serious relationships with anybody unless they're uh, a man, like a cis man. Um, I can't, I can't, I have to project to the world this certain thing, you know, and I, I'm in a generation where that was definitely not, um, people were not as open-minded about things like that. There wasn't even a lot of terminology that filtered out to the general world about what, what that would be. And, uh, that there would be others out there that felt the same, you know, it was a very taboo subject and in, in you know, when I was a kid, you didn't, and where I, you know, maybe even where I grew up, I grew up in a very small town, you know, you didn't, you didn't talk about that. In fact, people made fun of that. You know, if you were um, any, if if you were queer in any way, you were 
shunned and made fun of. So you did your best to just conform, right? And I just carried that on throughout my life because I don't want to, um, I don't want to bring shame on my family. My family will think I'm lesser because of that, etc. So uh, I kept it, you know, I kept it to myself. I didn't really identify that as um, something I need to tell everyone. However, there was this shame associated with it that stopped me from just having compassion and love for myself in other ways that I didn't even realize, you know, like I'm not worthy of a good job. I'm not, I'm not worthy of a good relationship. I'm not worthy of people treating me nicely. I'm not worthy of people caring about this. I'm, you know, it just bled into everything about me because I was really feeling shame about it. And that stopped me. That was just this barrier. Well, people will not accept you and you'll be a freak, you know, because again, it was different times. People didn't even have terminology. Like they didn't even have a pronoun that acknowledged, you know, uh, someone who might not identify as either him or she, you know? So there wasn't that and there wasn't terminology, right? So how do you say what you are? You know, how do you express that? And certainly people would be, ooh, you weird freak, you know, in certain circles. So I didn't, um, I didn't, I had a lot of shame. And that that stopped me from really embracing who I was, loving myself and having compassion for myself, you know, it ended up manifesting in all these other ways, like uh, getting really burned out, um, you know, because I was trying really hard to just be what everybody wanted all the time, you know, and it, lead, it led to getting really burned out. It led to um, depression. It led to a whole host of things, you know, people would ask me stuff that I would have to, I, I would have to um, pick like, oh, yeah, I'm in your group. I'm like, you know, this, I, I like only guys, I do only this, you know, I am only this. And, uh, and it just, you know, continued to harbor shame, a little bit more shame every time I did that, but I didn't really realize it until I started analyzing it. And so, you know, that might be true for you. And it might, there might be some barriers there with the shame, that is making it challenging for you to really uh, live into yourself, have self-love, self-compassion. I think um, the other thing you do is you hide that. You hide it. So it's so close to your heart, right? The shame, like you put it right there next to your heart where your heart is, you know, your space for all loving, all, you know, no no judgment, just beauty, just this pure, beautiful love and bliss, right? Is where, where you kind of feel all of that lies. And when, um, and then you put your shame right next to it, because that's also your hiding space. You just hide these feelings of pain every time it comes up. And it could be other things too, like say you do something really embarrassing somewhere at a company party or something like that, you know, and you feel just so embarrassed about that, you know, 
embarrassment. Oh, embarrassment can often equal shame. Let's put it right there by our hearts. You know, let's put it right there where where our true beauty lies. You know, oh, this was embarrassing in second grade. Let's put it right there. You know, and then let's keep it there. And at 3 a.m., 30 years later, let's bring that back up in your mind so you can relive the shame. You know, we're constantly doing that to ourselves. You know, I, I think there's probably a lot of you out there who wake up in the middle of the night and just hash out all the embarrassing things that happened to you, you know, throughout your life to reaffirm the shame, which you then put right next to your loving bliss, you know, and it, it gets so like, then it becomes this encasement, right. You know, in this, um, in this sense and inside is your love and bliss, but you have this, it's encased in all these embarrassing, shameful things about yourself. And that makes it impossible for you to, really love yourself and have compassion for yourself because, you know, perhaps you're even self-punishing, you know, I mean, yes, I'm was guilty of that. I, I try, I'm trying really hard to get out of that, but it is like the self-punishment of now let's think about every other time you let yourself down and, um, you know, feel horrible about it. Let's build a little bit on what you did in fifth grade. Let's build that up to a little bit more shame because I don't think you have enough. You know, this self-punishing, that's how I would self-punish myself, you know, and into thinking like, well, this embarrassing happened at this coffee house, so I can never go back to that location again and things like that, you know, just a self-punishment all the time. And it stops you from having compassion for yourself. Instead, you're into the punishing yourself rather than you know, any nourishing self-talk, like, you know, you're doing the best you could in the moment. You can always go back and do this if you feel like you need to rectify it, you know, but it happens to everyone else and blah, blah, blah. You know, instead of doing that positive talk to yourself and having some compassion for yourself, you punish yourself, you know, because that that's, you know, what you know, oddly enough, that's where your comfort zone is, even though it's painful and you don't like it, you've created this comfort zone where it's comfortable to be in that uh, pain and anguish. And you need to change that comfort zone into a place of nourishment and compassion. And that's where you'll find the self-love. And that will be so opening in your other relationships. So that's what I would do. I would start with just making a list of what those things are. And it might take a while. You might be kind of working on this list, maybe even for a month, you know, writing little things down, whatever, and then deciding, you know, looking at it as this, is this my shame or is it shame um, that I expect from others? Should I be my authentic self? And maybe even identifying who are those others? Are there others out there where I could be my authentic self and that would be acceptable? You know, should I go look for those people? Should I not? What should I, you know, what, what do I think I should do? But start with acknowledging, I mean, even after you complete the list, even if the list isn't completed, you just jot down one or two things that, that, you know, point out to you, oh my God, I do have shame. I do have shame. I'm I'm ashamed of these things about myself. What can I do inside myself not to have shame anymore? Maybe it's I'm not go, I, every time I think about how shameful this thing is about myself, I am going to I'm going to recognize it in my brain and say I don't do that to myself anymore. You know, 
I don't, I'm not ashamed of this situation about myself. And um, I am going to find some place, even if it's in the mirror to myself, which I think is a really great exercise every day of just saying to yourself, looking at yourself in the eyes and saying, I accept this about you. I love this about you. I support you. I care about you. And I want your best life. I love you. Just saying those things to yourself in the mirror as you're thinking about whatever it is that, um, you know, you feel shame. And just start with that and see what happens. Um, and so, you know, that I think really helped me that exercise. I mean, just really looking in the mirror. I know it's weird. So many of us uh, avoid even looking in the mirror at all. It's very hard, but it's part of your process. You know, look at yourself and know that you're beautiful and know that you support yourself and you have compassion for yourself and you love yourself. Day after day, it will change those patterns in your brain that are always going to shame. It'll change them away to a place of compassion and love, you know. So just start there and see how it goes. I'd love to hear your journey as you do it. Uh, you can always DM me on Instagram or any of that. Uh, although the links are below if you want to talk to me personally, or you can leave a comment or um, what have you. But I'd really love to know and know that I support you. I love you. I care about you. You're okay how you are. You're beautiful. So don't forget that. And let me know how it goes. So take care, everyone. I love you. Hi, everybody. I'm just interrupting myself to say a little something about the shame I was talking about earlier regarding being queer. I, when I was talking about that, I was talking about my own personal shame that I have due to my perception of what I think other people think. I do not think being queer is shameful at all. I don't think there's any place in the world for that kind of collective thought. So I just wanted to put some clarity in there for that because I think it's really important thing to say that it's, it's not something people should feel shame about anymore. That's not a positive collective thought when we are supposed to be loving each other. That said, I also wanted to say uh, there are a lot of other examples of things you can do to deal with shame and, and self-hatred in the following episode, the second part of the series. So... If you're feeling like none of the tips you got in this one would really work for you, there's really some great tips in the next video, which I hope you watch, which is about self-hatred. So anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. Please like and subscribe and hit the bell. And I'll see you soon. Take care. Love you.